Hello, listeners. It's Chad, your sound guy. I'm not having Wade do the recap because we cover that during the episode. I wanted to say a few quick things. It's a new year, and already we have a lot of things going for us at the podcast. We are reaching out and making friends with other actual play podcasts. After me, you're going to hear our first ever bumper for another show. And we're all very excited about our new recording equipment that we use to record the next few episodes, so you should hear a huge jump in sound quality. And finally, we got our first fan mail. Keep listening after the outro to hear us read the feedback we've gotten from our very small but supportive listeners. Enjoy! Three Azamar and a Tiefling awaken in a strange world with no memory of how or why they're there. Join Briathos, Bizdira, Flick, Kit, and their friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands as they explore this new world and try to regain their memories, all the while making friends with a tribe of kobolds, playing matchmaker, and much more. The Last Refuge is a weekly homebrewed Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. The Last Refuge, available wherever you download your podcasts. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Chaotic Goodness Podcast, where... It's so funny! We are here. It's a new year. It is a new episode of the podcast. It is... A great uh, post-Christmas game for us because we have a whole new sound system set up. We have we are now using a Zoom H6 handy recorder, and everyone has their own microphones. Woo-woo. Yeah, test them out. Well, you just tested them out, but do it again, guys. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-woo. laughs> yeah. All right. It was better the first time. It was much better the first time. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> And now that now that everybody has their own microphones, they all think we're comedians now because we don't have mic stands yet, so we're all just holding them. So it actually kind of looks like an open mic night at this table. Isn't it always an open mic night? Well, without the mics. All right, so let's just go ahead. Let's just go around since we are starting uh, a new episode and it's a new year and everything. We'll just go around, say who we are and who we're playing, just so people at home can. Remember to match voices with characters. So I'll go. I'm Chad. I am the game master for right now, and I play INPC Gideon Nyko and Wade. And I am Kim, and I play Flossie Lead, and I am also your host. I'm Christy, and I play Rin Hudson. All right. I'm Stephen. I'm playing Doctor Arthur Ezekiel the Third. I'm James, the resident asshole, playing Hentall, the resident pilot and asshole. <laughs> and so this isn't much of a stretch for role no. playing. But no. I have one skill set; I stick to it. <laughs> well, at least he's all his authentic self at all times. Where we left off, we were on a frontier planet that uh, the residents were under the heel of the Megatri Corporation. Did we ever name the planet? What's a good name for a frontier planet? Planet Bob. No, not Bob. El Chupacabra. The blood-sucking planet? Yes. Yeah, that could be a thing. Rin comes from cannibals. This is not outside the imagination. It's never going away. Ever. <laughs> you picked cannibalism. This is your problem. We could move on okay. to a whole other system, and it'll still be brought up. And Ex- executive de- de- decision, planet Cabra. Hey, there we go. Perfect. There Yay. we go. So you're on the frontier planet Cabra, where Megatry is, I guess, harshly treating the residents. And they just finished a harvest of some plant matter that has shown to have phenomenal healing abilities, which should prove to be very valuable. You guys came to this planet in the hopes of getting a little bit of the cargo. However, when you arrived, you found out not only was the cargo missing because some somehow half of the half of the harvest ended up stolen, but the ship also stopped functioning because a vital part blew out and now you need a replacement that is very hard to find because you're on an agricultural planet. However, 
Luckily, luckily, there was a ship parked next to you known as the Anteater, which you could possibly cannibalize apart from. However, the captain of that ship hates your crew with a burning passion. For no particular Likewise. reason. Because you stole from him. For no particular reason. We also named him Yankoff Armor Schmidt. So. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> it, it, that's a great name. Come on. Where we left off, uh, Dr. Arthur Ezekiel III was staying on the ship after Flossie and Rin left to solve a groovy mystery, just checking out his data pad. So we'll start with you. Dr. Arthur, while you are going through, I guess, manifests and everything on your data pad, a little notification lights up that says you are receiving a message from Megatri Corporation. Thank you for the sound effect. I could add that in in post, but thank you. I like a good message notification. Yes. So you get a message notification, and that usually tells you that there's a, a, a transmission coming for you in the comm room. I'll head to the comm room and... Okay, Gideon is still trying to get the dust out of the engine that you put in there, so... I didn't put... It's not like I poured dust into the engine. You might as well have. All right. Is he in the comm room? No, Gideon is not in the comm room. He's in the engine room trying to prepare for that piece he's waiting for. Do I have to go past the engine room to get to the comm room? Do you want to? No. Then you don't. All right, then I'm not going to. Okay. Because Gideon can go... Anyways, to the comm room. You go to the comm room. And you push the button uh, to to open the channel. And before you, in the little holographic display that comes up, is a well-dressed man in a finely tailored suit sitting in a chair on the little holographic screen. And he looks at you. And this guy, he is he's pretty important in Megatry. He is your boss's boss. So can you come up with a name for him and an interesting character quirk? Alexander Calloway has a lazy eye and a stutter. So we'll go with a lazy eye. (laughs) (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) (laughs) Chad don't want to stutter, I think. So Alexander, uh, one of the higher-ups in your department... Uh, manifest before you as a hologram and he looks right at you well he looks at you and looks at the wall next to you because he has that lazy eye and he says dr ezekiel i am glad that you opened this channel i see that you're currently at uh cabra is that right yeah there's um we're picking up a shipment of uh Hand wavium. I hear it was a pretty robust uh, season for hand wavium plants. Uh, yeah, um, we're uh, we're working on collecting, you know, our portion for for payment for services rendered, and uh, uh, you know, just some routine maintenance on board the the irritated badger. How how can I help you, sir? Well, it's come to my attention that half of the the harvest has actually been stolen. I'm sure I've got people working on that already. I'm sure you do. You know that crop is very valuable to Megatry. That's why nobody is getting on or off this planet without with uh, any smuggled goods. I'm glad to hear it. I have uh, some further orders for you, however. Not only uh, does it have the, the restorative, the miraculously restorative healing properties that we've discovered, but uh, are you familiar with what is the current skirmish that's going on on the home planet of the Ladu? The little planetary incursion. Yeah, there's a infected something, something, something. When we dropped off that serial killer, I saw something on the news. Right. Well, our preliminary tests are finding out that the the, the handwavium extract actually has some interesting properties that could influence the infected forces as well. So that doubled the value of this crop. So what I want you to do is I want you to to find the stolen half of the harvest, and destroy it. Yeah, it's done. Absolutely. All right. This would greatly increase our profits, seeing as how, you know, the war effort is going to require a lot more than we can possibly produce. So we can charge at a premium. Um, Finders keepers. <laughs> all right. I will I will upsell this one to uh, to the rest of the crew. Is there anything else I can help you with, sir? 
No, I just expect a report when it is done. Oh, absolutely. All the reports. The best report. (laughs) 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 Yes, sir. Of course, sir. He uh, cuts the channel and uh, the hologram goes dim. Prick. What do you do? Well, I already know that Flossie and Ren are going after trying to find where it went to anyways. We're on the case. (laughs) Flossie and Ren are on the case. Yes. Uh, I guess I will get a hold of Ren because she seems (laughs) easier to talk to right now. The cannibal is easy to talk to. The cannibal is sane. (laughs) Easier to talk to than the assassin? Look at her. She's dancing. You don't even have to look at her. You can feel it. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. She lets us all know she's psychic. <laughs> I still don't believe it. She's very convincing, but she's not psychic. <laughs> you just wait. So you sent you uh, you hail Ren, and what do you say? How are you guys going doing finding the uh, the cargo that was stolen? The missing. We are. We're on it. We're getting closer. Okay. Who's that? That's that's the doctor. Oh, um, tell him we're looking for another guard. I, I'm talking uh, guards. <sighs> really? Anyways, um, have you have you made any progress? Is there? Do you need help? Is what do you there, say? Is there something I can do from the ship? Because I'm still not sure. I want to run into any locals with the uh, while well, wearing my Megatri uniform. No, we we haven't had time to do a whole lot yet. Okay, true. We're, this is true. Yeah. Well, then I'll let you continue your investigations. Uh, just, yeah, just, just call me if you need anything. I seriously can't understand a word you're saying because someone's talking in my ear. But I want to know. <laughs> I don't. Why didn't he talk to me? What happened? Flossie doesn't understand that she also has a communicator. <laughs> no, he said he spoke to her directly. Okay. Yes, I did. I, I'm speaking because he didn't want to talk to me for some reason. And so now Flossie, I don't understand why, is leaning into Rin's face. <laughs> so, now playing, so now we're playing telephone. I've gotten my orders, and I've I've issued my copy of them to you, and now you get to tell Flossie. Sorry, what what were these orders? Oh, uh, find the missing half of the the this cargo. We have orders. What orders? Why isn't he talking to me to too? To find the cargo. He can't tell me that. I, I'll I I'll tell you. Why are you? Mommy's talking. What? <laughs> no, that's weird. Come on, let's go find another guard. Should I have issued you some sedatives before? <laughs> they can't. No. Return to base. No, we're fine. <laughs> All right. You know, because of Doctor Ezekiel, someone's going to end up hooked on sedatives before the end of this game. I'm betting. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> You want to buy some Nova Coke? <laughs> Let's Wrong start game. a business. <laughs> Why are you talking about our business? <laughs> <laughs> After the, the the talk goes on, we're going to to do a uh, a star wipe over to Flossie and Rin now that Rin has managed to push Flossie down off of her, trying to climb her, trying to figure out what's going on. Nobody tells me anything. So you had just got done attempting to probe the mind of one of the guards to see what he has noticed and not having very much success. did not go well. So what do you do now? Find another guard. Okay. This was the only guard nearby. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She says yes, too. So there's no other guards nearby. However, obviously, at a place like this, the guards work in shifts. So finding maybe somebody who's off duty might be beneficial. Where are we? Are we at the warehouse? Mm -hmm. Yes. So can we look around for clues? We're looking for sizable cargo that's been moved, right? Look at you sounding like a detective. Yes, you can look for clues. (laughs) And the, the guard that was currently watching the area is kind of sitting in a chair with his eyes closed deep involved in his own fantasies. Hey, you know what? Ew. Yeah. I'm gonna go see if he has any, like, keys or an ID badge or something. Hang on just a second. To roll for, uh, to search him, you're gonna have to give me an assessment roll, so that is going to be, I guess, well, I guess we've been going with expertise. 2d6 plus your expertise. Alrighty then. For that would be a colossal failure. Yeah, you? (laughs) James. James. (laughs) 
what does okay so Flossie is going through this guy's pockets and does not find what she's looking for but finds something unexpected what does she find (laughs) is this the guy that you mind fucked earlier I believe so yes this is the guy that was having fantasies while I was rubbing his head it was very uncomfortable what were they fantasies of again of him being dressed as a six year old doing things you find a picture of him like an actual hard copy photo of him. It's so it's super rare. Um, dressed as a six-year-old, um, awkwardly posing for the camera, and um, it's signed by his lover. That is so weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, to each their own and everything, but oh my gosh. That is not a key. <sighs> All right. Is that a key in your pocket, or are you just happy to see him? No. Apparently, is he that was a happy photo in your pocket, or are you just right. happy to see me? You are not successful. No. Oh, and a kid's bow. He did not. That's what he had in the picture too. So, okay. oh. in his pocket at all times. His bow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you Alrighty. know, I guess things get boring on this planet. True. Okay, so that's all you find, uh, Rin. You were going to look for other clues, correct? Yes. All right. What are you doing, and how are you planning on doing the searching? Um, I'm going to be. <laughs> I am not pulling out a magnifying glass. I will be looking at the area from the doors of the warehouse and the immediate area around to see we're looking for herbs. Do we know how it was packaged or anything like that? Uh, They're packaged in large crates, usually about like one cargo, probably about a quarter ton crate, like about 500, is that five, yeah, 500 pounds okay. of plant matter in a big metal box. So heavy. Yes. Um, so any sort of, I guess, sign of force, because if it was stolen, then it might not have been done with the uh, machinery or tools, you know, forklifts and stuff that they usually use. Give me so that's an assessment role. Uh, how are you? Are you just looking like just around observationally? Are you looking at uh, computer files? Uh, just looking around observationally for the moment. Expertise. Two dice, right? Yes. Um, ten. You succeed completely. So, what happens? is gain significant information and earn a data point. So this is actually good. So you look around and you actually don't see any signs of, you know, anything being dragged through. Uh, It actually, it looks like uh, the machinery itself was used Mm -hmm. and you get a data point to, to give you a plus one on roles related to, you know, anything that, requires knowledge about the layout of the warehouse or the machinery involved since, okay. you, since you did such a thorough uh, search. Far as if somebody wants to keep track of the clues that you have found so the clue that you uh, you found is uh, these crates were moved by machinery and not pushed by people. Can I tell what direction it was moved by or to towards? I don't want to sound like an asshole but probably towards the door. It's like he was there. <laughs> the Do you know something we psychic. don't know? No, he's not. There are no psychics. <laughs> yes, there are. Allegedly. Allegedly. <sighs> I have one person claiming to be there are psychics, and seven hundred billion people telling me that there are not. That's only because they haven't met me. Role playing one handed is hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of the microphones, guys. <laughs> Story's not that exciting. <laughs> not yet. Consoles have not yet been cleaned. <laughs> the doctor's still in the ship. It's a distinct possibility. So is Gideon. He's got an AI friend. And Gideon is the one that likes to clean the so, alone. So that's your clue. A lot. Mm-hmm. So, what else are the twins doing? Uh, the mystery twins doing? Mystery twins, yeah. Oh God, do you have a theme song? They do we not need to. have a Apparently theme song. So, I really hope not. Oh, you I need to come so. up with some lines. I hope she keeps okay. murdering people <laughs> so, to the tune of Silent so, Night. <laughs> so, Kim, you you what? sit there and you think about a theme song. 
And what? where are you two going next? Because it looks like you've all the leads here have kind of petered out. I'm just... I'm. I'm going to follow behind her and kind of hum the song and try out some lyrics every once in a while. Well, I was trying well, to I figure out stuff. what direction the stuff was taken to once it exited the warehouse. Oh, I see. So you go outside of the warehouse and uh, you can give me another assessment roll. Okay. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. So judging from... Uh, the appearance of things outside. There's a lot of tracks. There's a lot of, you know, in and out that's been going on through this warehouse because it's been a busy warehouse right. because of the harvest and everything. It's kind of difficult to pick out what happened last. In a way, is in, an interesting fact to understand too because no, there's nothing out here that's deviating from what has been going on. Okay. So it doesn't. It doesn't look like however this thing left was. It was not anything that was out of the ordinary. Right. That makes sense. Okay, Flossie. How about we go inside and see what's in there? Were we just in there? No, we were outside talking to the guard, and then we were walking around the doors looking at tracks of forklifts and such. Ren, you went inside the warehouse. Flossie was outside coming up with a theme song for the (laughs) district. And looking for clues. Thank you very much. Oh, we're, oh, well, that's you were going through the guy's pockets and you found a picture. What do you do with the picture, by the way? I put it back. Okay, good. I don't want it. Okay. So where to now? Did you see everything that was in there? I mean, like, did you look inside boxes? It looks like business as usual and it was removed by the regular machinery. So at this port, there's, you know, a lot of laborers obviously going in and out doing the stuff around here, going in from the fields, driving heavy machinery. In the port itself, there is, let's see, I mean, there's, you know, some housing, you know, the, the port authority is stationed here. There is a, there is a saloon here where it looks like a lot of people are gathering and you can hear music. Oh, uh, yeah. Out. Well, that might be a good place to go. Yeah. And talk to some so people. how many ships are there in in the area that are big enough that they could actually take this stuff off planet? There is the irritated badger, and well, yes. next to it is the ant eater. That is it. That's it. This is a very small port. <sighs> well, if it wasn't us, it was probably them, right? Theoretically, there's a couple options. Okay, could be them. Mm-hmm. Could be the people that harvested it. Mm-hmm. Decided to just short some cargo. Could be one of the guys in the warehouse decided, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep this for myself. And just, you know, far Are you accent. just like a crazy voice in my head? Or? I am. Okay. I am. <laughs> You're hearing me. For all you know, I'm Flossie's inner voice. Feed me. Or Ren could have developed Kuro from all the cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cannibal. There was no brains eaten. So it sounds like you guys are interested in heading to the <laughs> saloon. Yes. Okay. So, I like saloons. So you guys make your way over there. We have a jump cut back to the anteater where Hental is standing there uh, petting some strange furry. Valhalla. Valhalla. Which, which he had named Valhalla, a uh-huh. strange furry little creature with six legs, possibly antennas. And definitely antennas. And it likes me. It absolutely has antennas and six legs. And it's really fluffy. Yes. And Valhalla is is rubbing on him and it looks like he loves him. And and this particular animal, this this cute little uh, creature that you guys made up, it makes a very it's it makes an adorable, cute sound. What type of sound does this animal make? I mean, does it purr like a cat? It makes a combination of dog and cat-like sounds. Sometimes little chirps, too. Yeah, totally does that. Yeah. It's a six-legged... And it also yips. (laughs) Exactly. It yipped at him. It's a six-legged cat-dog pigeon. Pigeon? No, it's not a pigeon. It makes cute, adorable sounds. And you are... You're scratching under its chin and everything, and it looks like it's, it's really taken with you. So what do That's you do? That's because I'm awesome. Yeah. What do you do? I give it a nice solid pet on the head and go back to getting the engine component out. 
Okay, so you go to the engine. So this particular component that you need is wired into the engine right now. So you're going to have to disconnect it and pull it out. Let's do it. Give me an, uh, I guess that would be expertise uh, mechanics. Sweet. Here's hoping for the best. If I die, I'm sorry. If you die, you can take 12. 12. Boom, shakalaka. Nice. You... It's a phenomenal success. So, like, like a glove. Not Wait, only you glove off nicely, like a glove. Only if you're about to slap somebody with it. I'm about to slap armor armor Schmidt with this thing. So, Hental, <laughs> not only do you disconnect this part from the engine and take it out flawlessly, but you get an added benefit uh, to this. To to the the part itself gives us an added benefit. So, uh, Kim. What is that special added benefit that was unintentional that Hintal got? Uh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, a bonus. A bonus for... Maybe a plus one to uh, metal rolls to pilot the ship? Uh, oh, that might be too powerful. Plus one to wild jump rolls? No, because it's, it's not the jump drive that needs fixing. It's harder to burn out. Well, that would be useful, all things considered. How about this? What? <laughs> it's it's fresh out of the box new. It won't need to be replaced for a very long time. That's a good bonus. So we'll go with that. So you got like this pristine, wonderfully working. It's not even no no signs of like clogging or anything like that. This is a beautiful piece as far as you're concerned. I like it. So you have the piece. You have a weird spherical rock looking thing. And in his man purse. And a pet. And, and a, a man purse, a purse. So you're gonna it's try to get you're gonna try to get Paul had one to follow you. Yeah, I'm just gonna pick him up and see if he comes with. So you okay? So you have uh, an engine. Oh, you're putting it in your you have it in your satchel. Yeah, you have all these pieces in your satchel, and you're picking up Paul yeah. and you're going to try to sneak off this ship without being noticed. Yes. Okay. Nobody's on the ship at this rate. I was able to like walk in. Run like you stole something. Wait, is there like an <laughs> escape hatch nearby me that I can see? Possibly. Like, let's that... let's roll to get you off of the ship, and then we will see what happens. So you are. Let's see. Give me a. While he's while he's in there. Hey, Hentol. Yavo. Make sure the mic was on. <laughs> <laughs> while you're there, can you look in their cargo hold to look for the missing cargo? Why? Of course I can. That would be awesome. I would be, right. I would be pleased to wander through their ship aimlessly. I got this. I'm not going to try to escape yet. I'm going to go to their cargo hold and see if they have the stolen cargo. All right. Wah, wah, wah. The mystery twins boop, just boop, turned boop, into boop, the mystery triplets. Oh, yeah. Menomena. So you walk into the cargo hold singing Menomena. And you look around, you, you know, we don't have to roll this. You you don't actually see any of the the plant cargo from this planet. Oh, that's counterproductive. Uh, obviously not enough. That would be like half of the entire harvest. It would probably be too much to fit on this particular ship. Mm. Okay. Okay. So are now you're now trying to sneak off the ship? Or should I like leave something on the ship so that he knows we were here? Like a calling card or something. I think the lack console? of the pet should. You're right. And the lack of the part that allows them to leave the planet. Okay. Then I shall manamana my way out of here. All right. Okay. Give me. Let's see. If you're trying to, you're trying to get off undetected. I'm assuming. So give me a physique roll. Manamana. Oh, that's gonna be rough. My physique sucks. You don't even lift, bro. No, no. Lifting's for the weak. That's what New Year's resolutions are for. The weak-minded, bro. Come on. Oh, this is going to suck so hard. Yeah. I got a six. You get caught. You get caught. Uh, Actually, as you are humming to yourself and walking off the ship with all this stuff, you hit the, the console by the door to open up the uh, the doorway to get out of the ship. And who is standing before you but Yankov Armorschmidt 
with trying to get onto his ship and your eyes meet and he looks at you and in his thick armor schmidt accent let's see if i can do this what are you doing on my ship just take a tour bro it's lovely you son of the bitch <laughs> why you have my animal he likes me this is mine Yours is still in there. They wanted to hang out, talk, say what's up. This is Valhalla. See how much he loves me? What's up, Valhalla? I'm going to pet him on the head. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He's very adorable, but you don't get on my fucking ship. This one isn't yours. What well, you take from my ship this time? Nothing. Give me. <laughs> You're lying to him, so give him. A, give me an influence roll. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> You succeeded a cost. I have to give back the pet. No. No. You have to give back one item. Yeah, the pet. You're going to give him back the pet. I will give back the pet. Wait, should I give back the pet or the nifty shiny orb thingy? Nifty shiny Shiny orb orb thingy. thingy. But one has like intrinsic value. No. One has like very clear distinction. James, no. Shiny orb thingy. James, the host of our podcast looks like she's about to strangle you. (laughs) And cry while she's doing it. You can't give up Valhalla. Flossie needs a pet. Okay, I disagree 100% with that statement, but give back the shiny orb thing. (laughs) It is Hental's call. He has such a pained expression on his face. I give back the shiny ball. So you give that back to him and you give it to him and he gives you like this curious look. And he goes, if it gets you off my ship, you keep the fucking thing. He motions at Valhalla and he kind of shoulder checks you as he walks past you and kind of muscles you off the ship. In Mother Russia, men hit like bitch. Uh, I would say that bitches hit like men. (laughs) (laughs) I would say give me an influence role to be able to get away with saying that without getting hit. Let's see how bad. I'm going to pick a different set of dice. Thank you. Oh, they're going to be wars. I'm going to snake eyes this shit. Hey. Hey. I don't know how there's still a Russia. There's a planet. Planet Russia. New Russia. Uh, USSR. New SSR? <laughs> no, the planet is actually called Mother Russia. Also, the president's name is Zangief. Ten. Nice. You succeed completely. <laughs> he pretends to ignore your your little comment. That's because he knows who the boss is. <laughs> and and the door slams behind you, and the, you hear the sound of the uh, the door locking mechanism engaging. I'm going to run to our ship and lock it down and start putting the piece in now. Okay, just, just give you it to run? Gideon to, to yeah. repair. He's our repair guy. That's why we have Gideon. Is repair expertise or interface? Because we know Either way, for- Gideon is better at it than you are. Gideon also has the repair skill. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So you hand the part to Gideon. Gideon looks at the part and says, this is, this is beautiful. You're welcome. Where did you find this? Worry not about where I found this, my friend. Worry only about the fact that it's awesome. And we have a new pet, see? You robbed Yank. What is that? His name is Valhalla. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Very very dumb pigeon. That's very cute. You might want to get it away from my engine. Okay. Okay. There's going to be a lot of moving parts and everything, and I need to fix up the ship. And whoever you stole this thing from is probably going to come looking for us. Lock the doors. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay, so we'll just put the ship on security lockdown. <laughs> Probably a safe bet. I'm just saying. Great. So he takes the part. He walks back to the engine room. And as he's walking away, he said he he tells Wade to lock down the ship. And, you know, Wade uh, initiates Ooh. the security protocols for the ship. Is valuable is stolen. Is that, is that the current choice? That's the current choice. Well, can't say that again. Uh, so, in my uh, scoundrel advancement path, um, all characters mark XP the first time a valuable is stolen. You're welcome. So pretty I, sure we did that. I guess this engine piece is pretty valuable to us. So, yes. Or the you, dog. 
erase that. Well, either way, erase erase that. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets one XP. Woo-hoo! And uh, uh, Kim, you are going to have to pick another advancement uh, criteria for Flossie. So I know what I'm picking, and uh, it is an unsuspecting victim is exploited, because that sounds fun. An unsuspecting victim is exploited. Yes. Oh, this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. And remember, that's if anybody uh, in the group does that. Right. Does Yankoff count as an unsuspecting victim? Uh, it's something that she picked after the event, so yeah. no. I'll no retro. Back. Yeah, you should. You should go back and exploit the shit out of him. Just wave the engine part in front of his face. <laughs> We're going to do that when we take off and he can't. Uh, Gideon is fixing up the ship. The ship is on lockdown. Hental is stewing in his own greatness, apparently. Flossie and Rin, you two are going to walk into the saloon. You hear music coming from the inside. Piano? Yes, of course. Piano music uh, pumping through the uh, you know, the, the wireless system. Can Val Kilmer be in there saying, I've not yet begun to defile myself? No. You uh, you walk in, the, and actually this particular saloon has batwing doors that you uh, walk through. And as soon as you guys walk through, everything goes silent as everybody stops and turns at you. What do you do? Hi. How's it going? so blue. Oh, I like that. That's a good song. How does that go again? <laughs> Your little buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> true. Kim exuberantly <laughs> greets everyone, and and My Flossie breaks into show tunes. <laughs> That's not a show tune. It's not. What no. is that? Three, Three amigos. amigos. No. What? Oh, come on. This is going to be like me announcing that I've never seen um, the Dark Crystal or the Last Unicorn. Or something. They're they're giving me horrified looks now. You are gonna get so much hate. Bad. Oh my goodness. We're we're just gonna ignore that. So fully anticipating all the hate mail. So you two walk into a saloon (laughs) and start singing. It was literally. Of course. Midway through, the music starts up again, and everybody just turns and ignores you. It worked. Rude. Why would they ignore us? We're adorable. (laughs) <laughs> we, we don't want them suspicious of us. Why would they su- be suspicious of our adorableness? She has metallic <laughs> limbs. So do about ass. six... Shush. So do about six other people in here. How do you know the bar didn't go silent for them when they walked into? Rather True. presumptuous of you, I would say. I think it's just because I'm cute. So you're in the saloon. You're surrounded by downtrodden farmers that are drinking to forget, and you are hot on the heels of some missing cargo. What do you do? Go to the bar for a drink, of course. All right. You walk up to the bartender. The bartender is cleaning a glass, and he looks at you. Is the bartender human? Yes. The bartender is human, and he he has an eye patch. Yar. This is is a rough place. Uh, He looks at you two, goes, what can I get you two ladies? What do you have? Well, Any fun specials? One eye and a bad attitude. <laughs> we got hooch. We got grog. No, 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 no. What's your specialty? What is like your best drink that you personally make? I pour the beer. That's it? Yeah. Oh, come on. You look so creative to me. Uh, wait, do you want a drink or not? Of course I want a drink, but I want your best. Half hooch, half grog. That doesn't sound so bad. How about if I put it in a clean glass? Is that good enough for you? Yes. He he pours two drinks, two beers, and gives them to you, and it's it's beer. Okay. Thank you. Yum. We need to find like a really really good bar when we get off this plane uh, after this. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure, we'll find your little umbrella drinks later. They they make umbrella drinks? Oh, I've heard. Oh, we gotta find some. That sounds <laughs> exciting. So, you two are just having drinks and chatting around at the bar. Uh-huh. All right. Are you doing anything else? 
I am looking around at all of the different people in the bar to see if anybody looks like a smuggler. So you, you turn around on your bar stool and you're eyeing everybody <laughs> suspiciously in the saloon. You drink your beer, not taking your eyes off the crowd in the room, and you put it down the bar and you wipe your mouth while you're still staring at it. But a lot more adorable than what you described. Yeah, nobody nobody is paying attention to you. So. Well, that's good. So I can look at them. Scan the room. So in this, let me let me describe this. This uh, what is happening? <laughs> Does anybody look like they recently were operating a forklift? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Hey, is anybody in here maybe like taking a work break and was wearing the same kind of an emblem or uniform as the guard? Of course, you hear like the the synthetic piano music pumping from the speakers. There's even actually. Like a, a replica piano in the corner, but the keys are moving by itself. It's one of those... Player pianos? Yes. That's creepy. But it's a hologram. Ooh. Because you can tell because every now and then the image flickers out of existence and then pops back as the music kind of warbles a little bit. Uh, this place, it smells of cheap beer and uh, tobacco smoke. My here. favorite smell. Yes. Uh, the floor is a little bit, you know, when, it's a good thing you're wearing shoes because the floor is a little bit crunchy when you walk on it. Reminds me of home. Crunchy? Why is it crunchy? Uh, peanut shells, dirt. The uh, bones of your enemies. No, bug casings usually, <laughs> things like that, because this is an agricultural planet. Right. Swarms and such. That's a lot of bug casings. And as you look around, uh, yes, you do see somebody who is... Uh, you know, he, he's having a beer, and he is wearing a guard uniform, and he looks like he's sitting around talking to some other farmer-looking types. Mm. So he's not alone, then? How many nope. farmer-looking types? And are they at the same table? Yes. He's talking to about three people, all sitting at the same circular table near the holographic piano. <laughs> okay. So um, these three... Farmers and this guard. Um, what do they look Three like? Three farmers and a guard walking right. through a bar. Right. <laughs> are, th are they all human? Uh, one of them is not. What does he look like? Um, he, he has blue skin. <laughs> oh, he has blue skin and it kind of swirls uh, around his uh, very bald head and he's kind of big and buff. So he's a like a, a large a large blue human. Yeah. Why is everybody men on this planet? I I don't know. It's really Maybe that's weird. why they looked at us funny. Maybe. Mm -hmm. They have to like outsource people. We'll, we'll, go, <laughs> we'll go with that. This is it's kind of like it's kind of like Alaska where they have to ship women in every so often. Or this could be a I don't Seems know. legit. Who knows? You never know. We haven't run into a, uh, a woman yet, a female of any species yet, on this Whoa. planet. Okay. <laughs> Valhalla could be female. That's true. We haven't you checked. You never know. We will at some point. That's horrifying. Yeah. yeah well, as soon as he starts laying eggs. In your stomach. <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> Valhalla has ovipositor. All right. <laughs> Yeah. And a cloaca. Oh, no. No, not that. <laughs> there is a guard speaking to three farmers. One mm -hmm. of the farmers is very large and blue, obviously not human. Right. Uh, they're all looking, you know, tired from a hard day, enjoying their beer. Do you do anything or do you just make a mental note of it? Uh, no, I'm going to um, order uh, four additional beers. And go sit down at the table with them. Okay. Are you carrying the beers yourself? Yes. Okay. So you go... So uh, Rin, Flossie orders a couple of more beers, grabs them all, and walks over to that table that she was eyeing and goes sits down with uh, the four men of various species. You, Rin, Flossie, wherever yes. you are, you sit down with them and they all give you momentarily suspicious looks until you in, until you give them more beer mm -hmm. and then hey you know you're all right and they, they say you can pull up a seat if you want all right hey, you 
you're you look like a stranger. You're not from here. True. And you guys look like a lot of fun. And you're sitting right next to the piano, and it's just a great view out the window. And I just really wanted to come hang out with you guys and bring you some beers. All right. Well, we appreciate the beer, at least. Well, good. That's, That's the, good. And the, the big blue guy, uh, he looks over at you and says, So you come from one of those ships over there? Yeah. Which one? That one. Oh, the tiny one. It's smaller than some. Oh, no. It looks like a nice ship. It looks, it's cozy. It looks pretty space-worthy. And about at that time, a whole lot of exhaust and sand just come shooting out of the engines. Uh, oh. At, at the time, you all are looking at the irritated badger. <clears throat> so, yeah, we had a bit of a dust problem. Oh, yeah. Lots of dust on this planet. It'll really clog up a thruster really good. Yeah, it sure will. Hey, do well, you I mean, know? it will if you're not an idiot and you don't leave the damn vents open. Right. Yeah. So the vents, that's the best way to prevent that, huh? Yeah, that's what the vents are for, actually. Hey, that's really clever. Yeah. Oh, I haven't met anybody from a spacefaring crew, so what are you, what are you like, an engineer, gunner? What do you do? I... Um, yes, explain to them how you kill people <laughs> I am uh, the security detail <laughs> for the ship. Ah, security. He like he like nudges his friend in the security uh, outfit. Hey, she's security too. Yeah. You two should breed. Um, <laughs> introductions first. And the guard friend is like babies. The guard friend's like, oh, sorry, he's from a different culture, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, you do security too? Well, yeah, I'm, wearing, I'm a security guard. You can tell by my uniform. You can tell he well, looks like he's had a rough day at work. Aw, did you have a long day? I do really good neck massages and shoulder massage. That's another thing I do on my ship. I do all of the massaging. The big blue guy goes, see, she wants to meet. <laughs> the neck rub, sure sign, right? Right. He's looking over at the other humans. Goes, Is that right, guys? Here, will you let me? I think you'll like, really like it. The security he, hes looking very uncomfortable right now. Going, there's way, way too much stimulus going on right now. I just need to give me some good dice. These bombs are bomby. Oh wow, Kim actually has dice that are shaped like bombs. They are shaped like little bombs, aren't they adorable? But they rolled really low last time, and I'm nervous. That so it's very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they bombed. So you're gonna try to compel. talk him? Oh, you're gonna compel I'm him? I'm gonna try to compel him past the weirdness level so that he'll allow me. So, so you're actually going to force him? I'm going to, yeah. to consent to a back rub. Yes. This is a sentence I did not think I would say. <laughs> That's what happens when you play with me. Consent so. is paramount. That's right. No, me so, no. Yes, oh, here we wait, go. Yes, let's let's make a note of that what? out there. Consent is sexy. Consent is very sexy. Don't be like Flossie. Don't Always be get like Flossie. First. Yes. Right. All right, Flossie. But I'm only trying to give him a back rub. I mean, really. Uh huh. You know? So roll. Okay. Happy thoughts, people. Happy thoughts. Um, uh, that would be an eight. You okay? So you succeed. However, you have to pick two from that list. Um. So, oh gosh. Uh, let's see. The definitely that uh, they only obey non-harmful parts of the command. He will not obey a harmful command. So, and the other one is I suffer a mental or emotional debility as backlash. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's probe. So you're compelling him, right? And, and you suffer an emotional debility of some kind, which really shouldn't be all that different from well, normal. Well, you, well, you're tr you're influencing a person. He is. He's very exhausted from work. Mm -hmm. He's emotionally burnt out, and some of that bleeds over to you. So you have. Okay. Uh, you're emotionally exhausted right now. So you're at, uh, so you have that as a debility. Okay. So if you're going to do anything else that requires a lot of energy, you need to roll to overcome that debility first. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, um, 
just keep, you know, um, saying, oh, come on, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. Okay. Here. You've obviously had such a hard day. And you thrust your... And I'm really good at this. You thrust your psychic knife into his brain, and he just kind of relaxes a little bit, and he's like, yeah, I could use a neck rub. I, see, you. I promise, you'll feel so much better afterwards. And he sits still for it. And then... Uh, so that's a seven for uh, probe. Okay. So are there any special consequences for probe? No. Okay. So you succeed at a cost. Okay. You, you're probing his mind. You're, you're reaching into his mind. And we'll say that the cost is that this is very painful for him. So you are... You're rubbing, you're touching the back of his head, and you get one piece of information before he starts screaming in pain. You get just a, an impression that the com code number from from some sort of shadowy uh, entity or something. You you get a com code. Okay. Just say that, and then this is when we're done. We will call you from this number, and you can lock the warehouse again. That's all you get. And then he starts screaming, and the big blue guy, uh, while she... Oh, so, oh no, what well, happened? I'm so sorry. So let, let me describe this for a minute. So, Ren, from your point of view, you're sitting at the bar. You're wondering what Flossie's doing. She's like, the big blue guy is yelling about mating and stuff, and it's weird. And then Flossie starts rubbing some guy's head. Usual stuff. And then he starts... No, no. Wait for... Wait. He starts screaming. And then the big blue guy, he looks around, he's confused, goes, is this how humans mate? And then one of the other guys, um, yeah, one of the other humans at the table, he's going to get up and he's going to push you off of his friend because he started screaming. I think I must have pulled his hair by accident. I'm so sorry. Get Flossie, give me an influence roll. Your dice suck, Steve. Why yeah. did I borrow them from you? A poor craftsman blames his tools. <laughs> so that's a seven. You succeed at a cost. So you manage to stay on your feet. However, you back into something, the results of which piss off a large number of people in the room. Steve, what happens? What does Flossie get knocked into that causes a chain reaction of bad shit to happen? She disables the player piano. And a lot of people are angry about that. It's the only thing keeping them calm. Okay. So, Flossie, you go backing into the wall, and the piano music that's merrily playing in the background, there's a, a loud, uh, kind of like a sharp staticky sound, a little bit of feedback, and then the music just goes dead. And then in the saloon, everyone around you, just a bunch of angry, like, muttering and stuff happens. Some people get out of their chairs. A lot of people are looking at you in a very angry manner. Ren, uh, I see yeah. that you're smiling, <laughs> you're smirking to yourself over there. What do you do? I'm tempted to say it's not my problem, but um, I will jump to Flossie's Okay, so you go running over to Flossie right as wait. You, yes. So, um, I'm I would like to use my scapegoat skill. Okay, can you? Uh, I would like that? to read it. Yes, it says when you would suffer social, which is what's going on right here, uh, legal or financial consequences. Name someone and roll plus expertise. Okay, so what are you? Who are you naming? Uh, the guy that was uh, sitting next to the piano. The one that pushed you? Yes. Give me a roll. Uh, so that is a seven. That's with your expertise? Yes. Okay, so seven total. You succeeded at a cost. So uh, you, you point at him and goes, he's the one that pushed me. You know, and you try to look all like innocent and, and weak and everything. And the room buys it. Everyone just kind of like turns their ire onto him and all of a sudden a fight breaks out during which a chair goes sailing towards him. He dodges out of the way and it hits you. So give me a brace for impact roll. That is 2d6 plus your armor. 
Okay, so that's a seven. Okay. The so dice are not my friend tonight. You, you take a chair to the face. Owie. And you have a major injury. Yay. All this just because I was trying to help somebody not have a bad day. Yeah, you get knocked on your ass. So, Ren, as you make your way over there, you see a fight break out, and Flossie takes a chair, and she goes down hard. You'll have to excuse my friend. She's not very smart. She's she's not very cute oh, anymore, either. The, <laughs> the whole room is beyond listening to reason right now. There is a fight breaking out, and actually, you're probably going to have to fight to get to Flossie. Oh, well, that's not a problem. So, well, so Ren, you wanted to fight your way to her, so that is going to be obviously it's melee attacks unless you pull out your shotgun. No, I'm okay. Not so, give me a physique roll just to just to make sure you can muscle your way through everyone to get to Flossie. Um, nine, nine, and you also are stronger, so you are literally throwing people out of your way. People are. Rin is well. You know what? Let's 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 describe this. So there's a fight breaking out. There's a mass of people in the middle of the saloon. Chairs are being thrown. People are screaming. Uh, you hear the sounds of gunfire going off. And Rin is wading through a large mass of people. People are coming at her to go swing. She stiff stiff arms them. They fall on their butt. She grabs another guy by the collar, throws him behind her. He goes sailing past the bar and into the drinks. Uh, she's just pushing people out the way and then gets to you, Flossie, and I guess you give her a hand to help her up. Yes. Pulls you up effort effortlessly as if you were a baby because she is super strong. And what do you two do? Uh, I'm going to grab my beer and head for the door. You can't forget the beer. No. So, so you two are trying to escape from this situation. Mm-hmm. So what I need you to do is both of you give me a physique roll to see if you can get out of here mostly unharmed. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that would be an eight. So you got, you succeeded at a cost. So you get out of there. You get out of there. However, uh... Let's see. What is... Let's, let's get these guys involved since you haven't been able to do much uh, lately. So, James, what happens to Flossie? She she gets out of the saloon, but suffers some kind of, of setback. Dear God, be nice. And there's a fight going on in there. So what happens? So, on her way to the door, somebody had already gotten pushed ahead of her, Right. They went through the, because it's the, the saloon style swinging doors, right? Right. Right. And so the person went through the door and she looked back, kept running to see where the person came from. And as she got to the door, it was swinging full force right into her face. So she gets it smacked my face again? Oh, yeah. Square. Like, ba bow. There's blood coming. So, Flossie, give me another brace for impact roll. It won't be as severe as getting hit in the face with a chair. Mm hmm. So that would be a seven. Okay, so you take a minor injury on top of the major injury that you took. All right. All right. Now, Rin, give me a physique roll to get out of there. I got a 14. You got a... You Jesus did. Christ. Of course you did. Of course. Of course. Of course. So what is a fancy, badass action movie way that you escape from this saloon? <laughs> Um, We're going through the window. No, no, no. Rin's not that action movery. Do you use one of the farm boys as a human shield for flying objects? No, she's just going to walk straight through the door and everybody just parts like the Red Sea. Oh, so like like people, like somebody somebody punches somebody in front of you and they both get knocked out of the way as you just walk past. Mm -hmm. You just don't even flinch or anything. Okay, so you just look like a total... Stone cold badass just walking out of the saloon. And then as you step out, Flossie gets smacked in the face by the Batwing door and falls over. Awesome. (laughs) Can I lean over and grab her anchor and ankle and pull her under the door? Absolutely can. Get her out of there. 
This is not good for my shirt. She's more worried Rude. about the sh- her shirt than her pride. Yeah. Hey, I put a lot of work into this thing. It'll work. It'll wash. Okay. Yeah, I guess. So, jump cut over to the men on the ship. So, Gideon, Hental. That's sexist. No, it's <laughs> Gideon, Hental, and uh, Dr. Ezekiel are on the ship. Is there anything special that you guys are doing? I am bonding with Valhalla. Okay. In Flossie's quarters while I search for the scotch. Give me an assessment roll. Every single hiding hole is booby trapped. There's like needles loaded with sleepy drugs. There's like knives that will cut his hands. There's all kinds of mess. I got my hands sliced and diced if that's the case. Give me a Oh, brace. you are all sorts of sliced and diced and sleeping somewhere on the floor. Give me a brace for impact roll. <laughs> oh, that's going to be pretty. You get to add your armor to this. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, your hands are armored. Mm-hmm. Gloves. It's formal. Oh. Armored mesh weave. Class one. So I add one to this roll. Right? Right? Right. Ten. All right, so brace for impact at 10. The severity is reduced by one. So these are pretty gnarly traps. Huh? Uh-huh. You take a minor injury when instead you would have taken a major injury. Totally. So you, get, you get a little nick on your hand instead of your hand getting severed. Well, that's good. I can still use this. Hey, Doc. <laughs> Doc. You're yeah. too busy sleeping on the floor. Duh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I you don't think. find any scotch. That is counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Valhalla looks at you quizzically as you like hurt your hand. Right. And he he licks it because you have an owie. Thank you, Valhalla. I love you. I'm going I'm gonna find Doc and get to Med Bay. I need stitches. Or biofoam or something to put on this because it stings. Are you gonna do a patch up roll on Damn his right own? it stings. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> This involves sedatives. <laughs> All right, 11. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so choose one from the list below. You can treat a single minor, major, or severe injury. You can treat a minor debility, which he doesn't have, stabilize a major debility, which he doesn't have, or perform a medical procedure. So let's say that you get rid of a minor. Okay. Yeah. The, the... He, all right, he fixes your arm. You're fine. You big okay. boober. You needed one stitch and a band-aid. Hey, it looked like two, and it bled a lot. You yeah. want to get blood all over the console? Give Gideon another chance, an excuse to go clean it more? Whatever keeps Gideon happy at this point. I'm tired of him yelling at me about the damned engine I poured dust into. You you did pour dust into No, it. I did. The planet poured dust into the engine. All I did was leave the, the vents open. Oh, he's blaming the planet. At least I'm not blaming the tools. Uh, and at this point, Gideon is repairing the engine. Uh, he tells you he gets on the intercom and says in about maybe 10 minutes, the ship will be space worthy. Thanks for listening to the chaotic goodness podcast. We would like to take a moment to thank another dead weirdo, sulfuric peace, love and games and tabletop audio. Check the show notes for links to uh, information about interviews that both Christy and I have done uh, with tales from the fandom and G club channel. And we'd like to take a moment to ask you to uh, rate us on your favorite uh, podcast app. Uh, Please give us a follow on both Facebook and Twitter. Hey, I got an email. Would you, you like get, to hear it? You got an email. I did get an email. Let's, ooh, who's it it's from? It's fan mail. We have fans. We got fan mail? Yeah. We have fans. Uh, we have fans. Send yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah people still send emails. Okay, okay, I'll read it. I'll read it. <clears throat> Shush. Okay. Dear chaotic people. <laughs> well, it, it happens starts in off one, good, doesn't it? Right? It's a good okay. start. This note. Right. This note is to thank you for helping me lose myself in your podcast and out of the reality of the times. My connection to you, albeit through ear pods, 
puts a smile. I can't even read that with a straight face. Puts a smile on my face and makes me want to dig out my old Spock ears and join you on your ride. Aww. Just beam me up at your convenience. Hashtag old Trekkie. Affectionately, Nina Smith. Isn't that sweet? Aww. It's very endearing, it's very don't sweet. you think? Yes. Oh, it's very sweet. I actually, uh, I've been looking around in our social media and I actually managed to dig up some feedback for us as well. And All right. Would you guys Ooh. like to hear it? Yeah. yeah. All right. So on on Twitter, uh, Archduke Franzi said that <laughs> I listened to episode zero and one of Chaotic Podcast, and honestly, I already love the array of characters and the pleasant break I'm taking from D&D 5th Edition. All right. So, Aw. Hey, we're, we're preferred over D&D, I guess. That's good. Mm-hmm. You get shot, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> DM's table on Twitter said that uh, Honey Badger Two Electric Boogaloo was the greatest <laughs> and needs its own story arc. He almost died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> on Google Plus, Chris Shorb said, "Listen to the first episode, episode zero. Liked what I heard enough to listen to the next episode." It'll be a while now, though, as it will have to get in line with the rest of my podcast. Makes me want to buy Uncharted Worlds now. Ooh. Nice. All right. So, so Sean, if you want to send us a check. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Fulwarski on Google Plus said, I finally got a chance to listen to this, and so far I think it is amazing. Really excited to continue to listen to this going forward. All right. Awesome. Yes. Nice. So, guys, uh, we're we're touching hearts out there, guys. Are you sure you didn't make it? Are these you, Chad? This like, is, is this me. really no, you with other is, accounts? No, this is <laughs> other people that exist totally and completely wow. as separate entities. <laughs> like so, that Canadian girlfriend? I don't, I, I'm married. <laughs> the Canadian wife. The Canadian, Canadian wife, yeah. Boy. Wow. <laughs> no one says you're married. No one says you have to live together. All right, so great. So wonderful. So if anybody wants to continue to send us fan mail or... Or feedback, uh, we will definitely read it on here after the credits. So, good job, guys. Yay. People listen to us that aren't us, or people we're Thinking related about it, to. I don't think I've ever met James's wife, though. You haven't. I keep her secret. 